Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Live in the Bream with the host of Fox News Sunday, Shannon Bream. This week on Live in the Bream, we have got somebody who has such an amazing life story, a perfect example of taking one of the most horrible nightmares you could ever possibly live through and walking through it with so much beauty and helping other people and wanting to make good of this. Um, You know him as a singer-songwriter, a country music star who's been at the top of the charts. He's a platinum-selling artist out there. He's got a brand new book that comes out August 1st, and it coincides with a very special tour he's doing and a big change in his life as well. Granger Smith, welcome to Live in the Bream. Hi, thank you for having me. Okay, so the name of the new book is Like a River, Finding the Strength, Finding the Faith and Strength to Move Forward After Loss and Heartache. And if people know much about your story over the last few years, so much of it has focused on the loss of your precious son, River. So walk us through some of that. The book is very detailed about the pain, the things you tried to do to cope with it, to make yourself feel better, and just the really tough places you had to go to get to where you are now. Yeah, yeah. So the book is going to start with that loss. And uh, I kind of built it where the, you know, you're going to walk into the first chapter and it's only going to take a few lines before we're we're already at, at, at ground zero, because really that was the catalyst to every for everything that came after that. It was that tragedy that um, I entered this world of trying to fix myself and trying to uh, rely on on the self-help that I had become pretty good at um, over the last several years. And the story is just going to kind of track me through my progress and failures as I was on the grief journey. Mm-hmm. And you and your wife, Amber, have walked through this together and with your children. And a beautiful part of your story towards the end, too, is the new little one who has joined your family, too. Um, but you're really honest and raw about the fact that after this happened, you felt the weight of supporting your team, the tour, everybody who worked with you, and pretty quickly you were back out on the road. But that left you, um, you know, getting and receiving so much love and and help from people and kindness from them, but some really alone and dark times too on that tour. Yeah, I, one of the things I thought I could do was double down on work and use that as. A, a distraction, uh, a change of scenery, change of pace, and um, be able to be a face for people so that I could show that I'm, I was being strong. And if anyone out there was hurting, uh, they could see me and go, well, look, Granger's doing it. And he's out here and he went through this horrible tragedy and he's fighting through it. And he, he's a rock we could lean on. And I realized through doing that, that, that of course there is, there is benefit from pouring into others and being able to try to be that rock. But I realized quickly that I was crumbling on the inside and it, it really wasn't working. All of my self-reliance and self-help and, 
and the power is within me type mentality. All of that was was crumbling until I finally was at a breaking point. And uh, all of it kind of culminated into one really, really dark night for me on tour in Boise, Idaho, when I I finally realized I was not the solution. Um, There was nothing I could do to be the rock for me or my family or anyone else. Ultimately, I had to completely surrender to the one that created me. Mm -hmm. And you said, listen, you were a person of faith before this, but there was something radically different about the faith that you walked through, that you developed, that you embraced and found in walking through this, I mean, as you said, the darkest of nights. What changed for you on that front? Why was it it different or, you know, a different connection or a different way of actually helping you forward this newfound faith or new version of your faith? Yeah, I think that's when when faith turned from a noun to a verb for me, it became, it became active. It became something I was participating in, not in a way to earn more of it or to earn grace or to earn any kind of salvation or anything like that. It was, it was uh, active in terms of surrendering and following. And that's something I just had never really considered because I always really relied on the world to, um, to to be the 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 ladder that I climbed and and the peace that I found and the rest that I was seeking was always somewhere embedded into the world even though I called myself a Christian my whole life I never really knew what it meant to deny myself and take up my cross and follow Jesus and so that kind of active faith is what really changed things for me and, th- and that active surrender Sometimes we hear, especially as Americans, we hear that word surrender, and we think that means weakness or defeat or giving up. But there is there is an there is an active activity of surrender that I believe is really the the essence of faith. Yeah, and it's a a choice that sometimes we do have to come to the end of ourselves before we realize that was always the best option anyway. Um, We're talking to Granger Smith. He's got a brand new book out, Like a River. He's on what is going to be, it sounds like, his final big tour as a country music star because (laughs) he is transitioning to another part of his life. So first of all, we'll talk about why you are making this change, what it means going forward. But what is it like to be on tour knowing like, okay, this is this is my final tour, at least doing it this way? You know what? It's 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 really neat, actually. Um, I, I have enjoyed Every minute I have savored the moments, not only on the stage with fans and and the meet and greets where we're in some kind of deep conversation, but also just with the band and the travel and um, the the rocky road, sleeping on the bus, knowing that it's just there's just a few more months of this in my life. And I think it's really neat to be able to know where the end is so that you could uh, head to the finish line with some kind of. heightened endurance, you know, and a lot of times in life, we, we go through life and we don't know exactly when the end is. And, and there's a sad, there's a sad idea that at one point in our lives, we all went outside to play with our friends, our best friends as children. And it was for the last time and no one, none of us knew it at the time. And that, that sentiment has always been so sad for me. So to know now that, there is an end to touring and I will enjoy it and I'll savor it. And we're going out in a, a really good place. We played Kansas city last night. And I remember thinking midway through the show in Kansas city, as it was just so lively and every, there was so much energy and so much love in the room. And I thought, this is great. 
because this is how I will remember these mm-hmm. moments. I won't remember because it's it's going to end sometime anyway. It will slow down at some point anyway. So whether that's on my terms or not, uh, I'm really enjoying these last moments on tour. And, you know, part of your next chapter is you want to be doing things that are more ministry focused. Um, you know what it's meant to your family to walk through these really dark times um, and to have faith and to have others walking you through that. You are actually studying at Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Tell us about that. Did you ever envision that would be part of your life? No, no, absolutely not. And if you would have asked me five years ago uh, if I could have planned any of this or if any of this was in, in the cards for my future, I would have said, you're absolutely crazy. Um, but here's where I am. I'm, I'm kind of at a place, and this goes along with me saying that that surrender is an active task of faith. Well, with that comes the idea that God is sovereign, He's providential, and the future is none of my business. And there is such freedom in saying that. There's there is such peace in saying, you know what? I don't know. I don't know what my future is. I don't know what my 10-year plan is. I could responsibly plan for it, but I don't know what it might be. And I'm okay with that. So in the process, right where I am now, as touring is, is coming to an end, I have this book coming out. I have speaking engagements. I have uh, my radio show and I have my podcast. And so I'm between those and, and occasionally preaching, and I'm pouring out to people, and I'm talking to people, and I'm walking through life with people, I feel like there is a need for me to be poured into doubly, <laughs> you know, so that I could mm-hmm. I could be getting as much as I can fed to me so that when I pour out, I'm not emptying myself. So that's where seminary comes in. That's where uh, really involving in our local church where our pastors are pouring into me. In fact, my pastor right now is out on tour with me now in that same effort into being able to be poured into so that I could pour out better. So talk about your experience. I mean, how you are now using it for other people. Um, You've talked about obviously the despair over you losing your son, but the guilt as well and having to listen to other people critique you as a parent. I can't imagine on top of just the crushing weight of grief to have that additional burden on top of you. Yeah. Yeah, guilt is real. And I, I think we all deal with that as humans uh, on some level or another, but it can be totally crippling. And I related a lot, and I talked about a little bit in the book, that I, I related a lot to soldiers with PTSD because I have just, in the, in the nature of the music business, I've done a lot of traveling and, and done a lot of tours, entertainment tours in Iraq and Kuwait, the Middle East, and Europe and and developed relationships with these soldiers and so I found I found commonality with them as I was d- discussing grief and shame and guilt and that's that's a big one guilt because there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of soldiers that that could feel guilty from something they've done and the world and their therapists and everyone else tells them it's not your fault you did nothing wrong you should not feel guilty. Well, when you hear that, it's nice, it's very pretty, and it's very uh, comforting. But if you did something, then it does not take away the fact that you are guilty to yourself in your own mind. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. That's a huge problem. And I think it's, it's a problem for a lot of people that want to feel not guilty. And they want to listen to the world. 
They want to listen to their therapist to, to say, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. But when they saw something or they did something, they know that it is. So that's a long way for me to say that through my guilt as being a father and being responsible for my three kids in that moment when we lost my son to a drowning and being in the backyard with them, I could not get over the fact that I was I, I was guilty as a father who dropped the one task that you're supposed to do. It's almost a joke when people say, your one job as a parent is to keep them alive till 18. Well, I failed at that. So what I found was through a lot, a lot of thought and a lot of discussion and, and a lot of reading, I, I, I finally, through this surrender, through this active faith of surrendering, realized that what what the gospel does in the Bible, what the gospel of Jesus does, is it says, unlike the world, the gospel says we're all guilty. We all have become rebels. We've all turned away from God in some way or another. But Jesus, through his sacrifice, as he became sin for us on the cross, as he took our place and and took on the debt of our sin and our shame and our guilt— he then is able to cover us and cover our our guilt and our shame and take it away and and make us clean and wash away all of this. And that's the only solution, the only answer that I have found that that unlike the world says, I am guilty, but I am washed clean of that guilt. I feel it no more. It is now gone from me. And that that is an amazing piece of of understanding. Yeah, and I can't imagine how many people out there who are really suffering don't even hear or know that message. I mean, they're just stuck in this place of enormous regret and hurt and guilt, not knowing that there's a way forward. And I guess that's so much of what's motivating you to take this next step. It is. <laughs> I mean, I, I really look at it in almost in terms of there's no time for me to tour around and play music and make country music a bit. There's no time anymore because there's there, there are people that are hurting. And I'm sitting here literally in a hotel looking out over Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and before my show here tonight and, and thinking, I have to get out and tell people about this message because there's people that are hurting. They have no solution to their grief or their guilt or their shame or their uh, misunderstood identity, whatever it might be. I, I would love to be able to just get out and and speak and talk and tell them mm-hmm. Where as me as a beggar, I just want to tell them where me as a beggar, this is where I found bread. We'll have more Live in the Bream in a moment. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Again, we're talking to Granger Smith. Uh, His brand new book, Like a River, is out August 1st, Finding the Faith and Strength to Move Forward After Loss and Heartache. Talks about all his family has walked through in the loss of his son, where he found hope after hitting rock bottom. 
um, and where he's moving forward in life now. And I know I've talked to so many musicians during COVID um, and about their experiences during COVID. And for many of them, it was terrifying that they'd lost their source of income. They couldn't be out there touring and couldn't be together. Um, so it was scary for them on that front. I mean, artistically, it was hard for them too. But I, you know, I sense from reading your book, you 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 talk about how it also provided you some time for healing that you desperately needed. Yes, COVID came at a a very interesting and very opportune, I should say, a very opportune time for me because this was around the time, early March 2020, when I was reborn. I had a new understanding of of who I was and what my what my where I put my hope and where I found my peace. And right around that time, my touring shut down, and I was able to just double down on reading and and thinking and trying to uh, walk through and unpack everything that had been going on for me. And I got a little taste of what it would be like to, to be home and to be pouring into my, my family. And um, so COVID provided, and, and you, I couldn't have told myself this in 2020. I would, there was, uh, there was a lot of anxiety wrapped around just paying the band salaries and paying, mm-hmm. keeping the crew uh, working. But now looking back in hindsight, I go, you know, that gave me a great insight to what life would be like without music, without touring and, mm-hmm. um, and learning about uh, my current situation. And so you have a new member of your family that has been added as part of this story too, baby Maverick. Um, tell us how your family is doing and, and what that addition means. Um, Cause you really share, you know, again, very personal journey that you and your wife went through. Yeah, the Maverick story. So the book's called Like a River, and it's and River's the name of our son that we lost. And he gets the the title and and uh, a lot of the, the conversations that I have with other people. But really, the star of the book really is Maverick, because so much of the the story is directing towards the little miracle that is him. And the journey that it took, I, I believe, through so much surrender and trust in a sovereign God, that that God always is working towards a greater good. Now, we can't always see it, and sometimes we might never see it, this side of eternity. But in this situation, in this one particular instance, Maverick, our baby boy, was evidence of that greater good on the other side, the purpose on the other side of this pain. And, and I say that in a way because Maverick doesn't exist if we still have river and river doesn't exist if we still have maverick and that is um it's hard to comprehend and and it's frustrating to even try to think about uh that kind of reality but it is true so when i look at maverick and and as much as we love him i think he exists because another child doesn't and that is not um that is not easy (laughs) to 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 Mm -hmm. understand or think about unless we could just trust that there is a greater plan. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, again, uh, whether you've been through a tragedy and really need some help and encouragement and guidance or love someone who has or know someone who has, you'd be so blessed by this book, Granger Smith's Like a River, Finding the Faith and Strength to Move Forward After Loss and Heartache, a very personal story for him, for his family. 
and a beautiful look forward at the message of hope that he wants to share of faith and how God can meet you in these places, whatever your story, whatever your struggle is, um, as he now finalizes this last tour and gets ready to launch out into full-time ministry. He's got his podcast. He speaks. He does all kinds of things. You will always be able to find, I think, Granger Smith. Um, but again, yeah. this book is out August 1st. And tell us the best places that people can find you in the book and what they need to know. Yeah, on all social media, it's Granger Smith, and then um, GrangerSmith.com is kind of kind of a hub for all places about like a river. The book, so you could find the book at any any place that you love to find books. But um, but the hub for all of that, all of those links and everything, is GrangerSmith.com. Well, God bless you and your family and your willingness, all of you to be so open and hoping to heal and help other people in this process. It's been great to have you uh, on Living the Bream, and hopefully we can catch you on this last tour. Thanks, Granger. I would love that. Thank you, Shannon. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com.